Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're rolling with Jason and John. 92.9 FM ESPN. Watch out for those potholes as you drive around Memphis today. They're certainly coming out. Now, this rain's been out for so long. Mississippi River, though, looking good. It's benefiting from all of this rain. It's the one thing that is. Memphis Grizzlies just continuing to roll rain or shine. Sitting a half game out of first place to the West now. After picking up a fourth straight win last night, it was beautiful. Beautiful thing to see. I can't wait to hear John talk about it. We've been talking off air. The passion for Grizzlies right now in this town. It is at a high level. 123-102, as we said, over the Oklahoma City Thunder. An Oklahoma City Thunder team that, by the way, had won three in a row, and Shea Gilders-Alexander coming here rolling on an offensive roll. Shut him down for the most part, at least from the field last night. Certainly well below his average when he plays against the Grizzlies. We'll talk all about that. They got some not-so-great injury news afterwards on Desmond Bain. We'll get into, my goodness, John is decked out in Raiders gear, and appropriately so. They've got a big one. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a one. How about that? It's a, they've, they've got a one. They've got a one tonight. They should win. Raiders seven-point favorites last. I look, John, against the Rams tonight. Now, will that be Baker? Will it be or, Baker? What's his name? Wolford. Wolford. Yeah. Baker's active. Don't matter. It. He's not starting. Don't matter. Raiders been on a roll. They're looking Don't for matter. The, looking for a fourth straight win. We'll let you get all your gas out about Raiders here in just a second. One more thing before... We open the floor to you. Brittany Griner. Home. She's in our custody. She's, She's on home. the way home. That's right. She's on the way home. Yes. Um, we get Brittany. They get the merchant of death. That's right. This is uh, similar to the POW trade that the Grizzlies did execute. Mm. Pop is saying, what the hell? A lot of, Micah Parsons saying, what the hell? Mm-hmm. But it had to be done. It was, it was one or none. It was one or none. I'm happy she's coming home. Based on our reconnaissance here. It was either Brittany Griner or none. I think when they tried to get Paul Whelan home, they said, no, can't have Paul Whelan. And I, th- I think Paul Whelan's family has, has been very classy about this. They've been much better than, than I would be about it. I think it's natural to feel a sense of bitterness that he's been gone as long as he's been gone. Mm-hmm. Falsely accused of being a, a spy, right? But they have been very classy. They say, hey, anytime an American who is being wrongfully detained gets home, it is a good day. You know, which at, to me, that requires a lot of strength to be able to sort of set that to the side um, and not be publicly bitter about it. Yeah. I think that uh, I think that requires a lot of strength. I've been very impressed by his family. Um, Kim Mulkey, uh, still waiting on a public comment from her. I, we know you are. I believe her, uh, her last public comments were MAGA. So uh, we'll just have to check back in with her and see if she's done grumbling under her breath. Maybe she's not celebrating. <laughs> so <laughs> I did notice that. I was like, anybody checked in on Kim? How is Kim feeling today? She might have wanted Brittany to serve, damn, to serve damn, all night. Damn, damn, The way she was talking. 
Anyway. Anyway. I have energy. I have energy for uh, you, things other than I Kim Bulky. You have you have political energy today. You know I you know I'll be checking in, man. You know I'll be checking in on the politics every now and then. I'll see you. I see what's going on in the world. Uh Drew Hill's gonna join us. We'll talk to him about the Memphis Grizzos as they continue like the mighty Mississippi rolling, rolling, rolling. Getting stronger. Getting stronger. Getting you see that Mississippi Day? I saw a shot of it. Yes. And it's come back up. It is That's strong. Right. Like ever before. It was a bittersweet night because you get the win, but then you get the update on Desmond Bain's COVID toe that's going to keep him out for another three to four weeks. So that was a little depressing. Very important that you say that it is not COVID toe. Okay. It is not COVID toe. Is that even real? We'll find out. That's to be determined later. What I saw was there was something added. Right big toe sprain and... This is a hellacious toe situation. Sesamoid injury. Have you ever had a? No, I'm the. I, I, you know, I mean, I was, a, a toe, bro. It's like a toe. Like you, you. We have. So, we, have you heard of sesamoid? I, I have not. I have not. I don't. Is that a muscle? No, it's something where the bone goes into the tendon. Okay, something like that. I mean, I didn't even realize like a toe could 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 cripple you this way. You know, like we we were having conversations on this show before about playing with four toes. You know, I mean, and again, I'm not. I understand that this Can't is a real that. injury, but not with not. You better have a big toe. Th- this well, is as a, one of those four. Is to your point, you're not doing that without a big toe. You can't push off. This is a hellacious toe. You can't do that without a, with a little toe gone. So this would Maybe. be what two months, basically. If it, if it's to the duration of it, it'd be two months. Three to four weeks is the is the call that he can. This is so tough to read with reloading pro. Who writes these? Like, I think you know, Kleinman does. You have to be Duke educated, yeah, to understand some of these words. Well, yeah. So is it so is it reevaluated again? No, no, three, no. It's weeks? return to play. Okay, projected so, in three to four. So there you have it. So Desmond's coming back. It'll just be a little uh, a little longer than maybe we anticipated. He's missed thirteen total, twelve with the with the big toe and sesame seed injury. Yeah, but the good news is that he is uh, he is coming back, and the Grizzlies are winning in his absence, and I think that's a really fine place to start. Yet again, another professional win at home last night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Plucky little team, cute little team, got some nice pieces. Shea Gillis-Alexander, as we know, Josh Giddy. There's Poku. so much to break down here. Yeah, they're, you know, nice little team, could be something someday. Uh, however, they come into Memphis last night, and they are outscored in every single quarter by the Memphis Grizzlies. That is TCB right there. Big really, really put the chokehold on them in the fourth. Yes, they did. Uh, when they held them to 15 points. Uh, John Morant breaks the franchise record for career triple doubles. Uh, at least had been in a tie with Marcus All at five. Uh, registers career number six triple double. And they had won the playoffs, which you don't count those, so it's six. Yep. Twenty six points, thirteen rebounds, eleven assists. Had no problem with him being in late to get that extra assist, especially the way he played, especially how many rebounds he had early. Yeah. John Morant was all over the boards early. You knew it was going to be a, a a big night for him, and his his offense continued to be great. Yes. Um. John, I, I will say this. Every time that Santi Aldama goes out there, do you see what he's – Santi Aldama has a skill that I haven't seen from other NBA players. To, you know how most post players, John, you coach them, all post players, you coach them inside in the post, of course, you don't bring that ball low, right? You keep it high when you're a seven-footer. Santi Aldama does it out on the perimeter when he catches a pass to shoot a three. Yep. He holds the ball up where he's caught it and shoots it from there. This dude's doing stuff I've never seen before, and he does it regularly. It's a skill. He does it outside. Again, where are you seeing that from big guys? And, again, Santi Aldama behind the back passes, I I know 
you know, maybe he's not high on the list for others, but look at the way this guy's playing right now. He has. He's replaced the production of Kyle Anderson, but in terms of what this guy could be, I get more and more excited about him each time I see him. And last night he's out there in the middle of things, this time coming off the bench, 14-5, goes 2 or 4 from 3, shooting it from up where he catches it. Yep. Santi's, Santi's amazing me each time he, he goes out there. Obviously, big night for Dylan Brooks. Hits five threes. Anytime you can get that from him, you will take it. Uh, but this team is absolutely rolling right now. We said when they started without Desmond Bain, what were they? One and six at one or one and five? It should, they're now seven and six without him. They've, they've figured it out, figured it out. And uh, right now, like you said, bad team comes in, even if they'd been on a little bit of a roll. Uh-huh. And, and Memphis goes out there and shuts them down. And especially defensively now, John. They keep climbing the rankings. They're up to number 10. You hold Shea Gilders-Alexander. What, it's 26 points, but he's 4 of, what, 18? 4 of 14 from the, from the field. Got all of those points from the free throw line. He hates playing against the Grizzlies. Yes, yes, he does. Um, so th- I think that is sort of really what there is to say about the game itself. Um, it's a professional win against a, a bad team um, at your place. You're supposed to do that when you're the Grizzlies. You're supposed to beat those teams, and that's what they did. But I, I do think it's the kind of a win and the kind of a night around the association where you can really spin this forward, where you can really look around, take a survey, take a stock of the landscape. Um, and, and what is coming into view, what is coming clearly into view, is for, for how many years have we, you know, you, me, fans, you know, Anthony Sane, right? Said Pelicans, 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 Grizzlies, Pelicans. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a, a rivalry. That's gonna be a thing. Zion, Ja, that that core, this core. Mm-hmm. And now, after all the years, you know, in, in injuries, in and out, shuffling in and out, roster changes, trades, etc. It's really starting to shape up to be a race for the one between the Grizzlies and and the Pelicans. And 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 that's that sounds kind of like. Absurd on the surface, but it's it's really not. Because when you look around the West, I mean, we can break this down. Look at what happened to the Suns last night at home. Just embarrassed. Now, by the Celtics, but still. Best team in the league by far. They are. Put they them are. above Milwaukee, and I, I, it's, a, it's a step or two to me between them. Yeah, so then you have, you have the Suns, you have the Pelicans, you have the Grizzlies, you have the Nuggets, who, you know, I, I guess you would say are consistent, but they have their own flaws on their roster. You know, the Kings who were lighting no beams last night. It's crazy what happens when they play real teams, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They play real teams and they lose. Well, you were rooting against them. No, I knew that was going to happen. Jazz, we know, are like slick tanking. Mavs don't have enough. I think they have one win this season when Luka doesn't have 30, and it was this week. Um, Blazers, not worried about them. So, you know, look, in terms of, you know, can the Clippers and the Warriors decide to get serious at some point and, and make a run? Maybe. They could, but I just I don't know how much they care about it. I don't know how much they care to do that. Mm-hmm. I could see them totally taking the approach of two, three, four, five. It doesn't matter. Once we if we have our full roster, we can win it against anybody, uh, and we don't have to have the one seed. I mean, you know, look, they're not that many games back here. I mean, they're only three and a half games back, both teams. Um, because the Clippers are only two and a half, but you know, I could still see them taking that long term approach. So, yeah, I mean, at 16-9, and nine, you're half a game back of the Pelicans for the one seed. You know, <laughs> this really is – this is what it's going to boil down to, it feels like to me. 
like and 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 the hedging that was done in the in the off season. And again, we I don't think an apology is necessary. It was never really about what the Grizzlies had. It was just about the West we believed was getting a little bit more crowded. You know, we thought the Clippers and the Warriors would be better than they were. We thought the Mavericks would be better than they were. You know, we thought the Nuggets would probably be a little better than they were. Mm-hmm. So it was never really about the Grizzlies so much as it was about the rest of the West. But the rest of the West is saying, hey, we ain't what everybody thought we were. So the opening is clearly there for the Grizzlies. Not to get home court advantage, bro. Like, let's not undershoot it here. The opening is there for the Grizzlies to absolutely be the number one seed in the West. Yeah, I think that's the take. Whether it's the Pelicans or not, that's up there with you at the end. And I, I'm, I, I am with you that eventually that will be a rivalry. I've told you. You can't have a rivalry to me unless you've got more on the line than just regular season games. You you got to meet in the playoffs. We talked about that with Minnesota. That's how you can jumpstart it. That's how you get. But but to your point about the Pelicans and staying there, what they're they're sixth in offense and third in defense. They're one of those teams that's legit cemented in the top ten and very high up. Memphis just got to that point. Uh, tenth now in defense. I think they're ninth. Yeah, ninth in offense. The Pelicans are doing it at a higher level right now. So I'm I, I I'm with you on it. Could be them. At the one that you're fighting with all you know the rest of the year for the one, but the 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 larger take and I, that I'm with you on is that man, if one seed is there for the taking, it is. And when you are playing defense now, you've shot up from 30th to 10th. You were 30th four five games of the season. You're now 10th. Why? Because you've had Jaron Jackson and Dylan Brooks on the floor together for an extended period. Now that's right. You're going back to the defense. You were sixth last year that we thought you could be when once you got Jaron back. That's happening right now. Not to mention Zaire Williams. We didn't mention him back for the first time. Yes, looked good, bouncy. You know, another guy that's going to be a part of that rotation. My point is, you're getting whole. Even without Desmond Bain for possibly the next three to four weeks, you're getting whole and, and playing at a level, John, that right now, you're, I watched that Phoenix game. They got run off the floor. When, when Devin Booker goes off the floor, they have a hard time. While Memphis's bench, meanwhile, is starting to settle into what could be one of the best benches in the league. Absolutely. And so I'm with you completely that the one seed right now feels there for the taking. You look around, Jazz Kings, I don't need to go back. You laid all that out. You're not scared of anyone. Nope. And I'm with Dylan Brooks, who who said it after uh, after the last one. Feels like they're at, they can really roll up some wins right well, now. And maybe, I, I, don't, I don't think, it's not a Phoenix last year type separation. But they're playing good enough basketball right now that you could see them yes. stacking up some wins. And they care to do that. And you know, stay in there for a minute. They they want to be that. You know they have never been that. They want to. Imp- they're hungry to be that. Not every NBA team is going to be that way. Again, we went over it. The Warriors don't care about it. Most likely, the uh, the Clippers don't care about it. their whole thing. Is let's just get in as much time as we can together on the court and be as ready as we can be when the playoffs roll around. And we'll take our shot against anybody as a four, as a five, as a six, whatever. Um, I think the Grizzlies. Again, again, like provided everybody gets back on the court together, and when that ha- and then they're doing this without, you know, the full complement. They're hung- they're hungry to be the one seed, and I think the Pelicans are too. So you're you're, you're going to have that sort of tug of war there. Pelicans do it at a high level. I've got still got my doubts, but yep. you look at the numbers. Yeah, you know they're as efficient as it gets. They are. You know, so, right now in the West. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody was a a year too early. Like not everybody, but you know, it, the popular thing to do. Last, you know, February, March was Grizz Finals, Grizz Finals, Grizz Finals. That's what everybody was doing last year. And we talked about it. We're like, you know, man, really? Like, is it, is it really the time? And, okay, so now you've, you've got another – you've got to play uh, – uh, you advance in the first round. You push the Warriors before yep. Jaws' injury. You've picked up some scars. 
Now it's starting to feel like the time. I'm glad you went there. It's something you, you just said the word. Jeffrey Wright says this all the time, and I'm taking the scar tissue. That's the advantage you have that they don't. You've been there and won a playoff series. Like, it ramps up. Oh, yeah, it you does. Know, th- this fight for the one, that's one thing. But once you get – see, that, that's the great thing. Take care of yourself. Yep. We'll see if the Pelicans can hold up their end. But you've got, in terms of, like you said, some scar tissue, some scarring from last year, you've been through it. So there's a confidence that comes with that and edge, right, that they don't have. And maybe, you know, it helps out in the regular season, it helps you in the sense that you outlast them for the one if they stay that high. But back to your point, that's your advantage on the Pelicans. You know, you've, you've been there. That's you've right. done it. You know how it jacks up. You know how much, every, how much more every possession matters when you get to the playoffs. They don't know that yet. We we haven't seen what that looks like in the postseason. They gotta they they gotta do their they gotta hold up their end. And you cannot underrate that either. Like you don't know how oh, it's a team huge. Is it's gonna... it's a huge difference. It's it's the swagger that Boston's playing with right yep. now. We just went to the finals. It's finals or bust for us. So we got no time to play. We're gonna run this Phoenix team off the floor yep. when Booker's not. And that's what they did. There's a there's something that comes with that. Yeah, because like y'all talking about Bulls and Pistons and then the conference game, once you get past them, like you got to have the the scar tissue. Very few teams are able to do what the Grizzlies did last season in their like first. It, it wasn't it, it wasn't their first playoff appearance. They did have the series they against built the up Jazz, to that. right? But they had to play in. Then they had the they had the uh, series against the Jazz. You built up to that. To and what then you a, did a year year. later, right? You learn. Okay, this is. It also can go like the Timberwolves, who led for more minutes than the Grizzlies, but did not know how to finish know off how. games and wins in the playoffs. Historic collapses, historic choke jobs. Um, you know that's it could go like that too. Got to see what happened with the you know. Will they know? That's right. Once it's time, then. That's right. I mean, look, they, they they might, they might, but I could also see, you know, a team like Brandon Ingram is not, you know, some he he's not this perpetual winner. No, they're, 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 when you have closed out playoff games yeah. before, like Memphis did last year, there's just going to be it's an advantage, advantage mentally huge over advantage. that Pelicans team that might be in the same boat. We've yep. never done this. Who do we go to? Who's yep. taking it right now? Is it Zion? Is it Ingram? Yep. Does McCollum take the shot? Yep. You you our pecking order set. You've been there. So I think huge I think, advantage once you get to the playoffs. I think the Grizzlies are in incredible position. It's unbelievable, man. To, to I mean, be the, to be the one, folks I should do. be giddy about this team right now. I mean, I, I gather that everyone is. And look, you know, maybe we're but late. Maybe we're late to this, but it's like it, it's 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 one of those things. You also who was to, saying one though? You have to let yeah. You have to let we're the season having, play out. I think we're all coming to the realization that yes. I don't, maybe there were some that said one. Uh, the most optimistic were were saying. Seems like to me, yes, top four going to be one of the better. You know, show me the one that was saying. One. Either way, even if you did, more power to you. I mean, I think the, I think this the, thing's there for the taking. I think the Grizzlies are being really disrespected right now, man. Like they're still. You have to look at the way they're playing defense. Plus eight fifty to win the West. When I mean, Dylan Brooks is is on the floor, uh, McMahon had the note. What are they? Eight points. Uh, eight points better defensively per hundred possessions. Now you got Jaron back there getting four or five blocks a game. Those two, I'm telling you right now, both of them gonna be all defensive. Yeah. NBA all defensive team. Maybe first and second, like Marcus Smart and Robert Williams were last year for the Celtics. Because by the time this is done, Memphis will for sure, I have no doubt, be a top five defensive outfit. When you're top five, makes sense to have two guys like Boston did last year. There's no way you're missing Dylan Brooks on this team that this year. Yep. He's making the NBA all defensive team. Yeah, like I'm looking at it right now. It oh. might be second, but he's going to be on one of those two teams. The, gri- the Grizzlies over under on win total is 48 and a half right now. I just feel like they're going over that. They're shoot. They're they're going to fly over that. I, I, what am I missing here? Is it? it what, I, I don't get it. 
I, now, not not everything's just all right. I need more shots for Jaron. I need more than nine shots for Jaron last night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're on that, John. We got to uh, hold him accountable, you yeah, know. No, I, I know everything's rosy. Well, it is a good. I need, good. I need more than nine shots for for Jaron Jackson. The only, the only bummer right now is this Desmond Baines recovery taking a little it's bit. It's the only thing. Usual, you know? Even Zaire looked. You know, he only had four points, but he looked bouncy. Yeah. He looked good. Didn't seem like there there was any kind of holding back because I think of the you just, knee. You just hope that when Bang comes back, like his the, the injury's like really behind him. You know, that's the only. Well, thing. I think that's why we're waiting so long. Yeah, is because they're not going to put them out there until it is, until they believe that it is. Yeah. So uh, he's been out the boot. Exactly. So you just hope it's by the time he comes back, you just hope that he is uh he is he That's he, turf toe, it, it, it'll it linger sweet. though. That yeah. football turf toe will linger. Ask Darren McFadden with the sesame seed on top. Darren McFadden used to have turf toe all the time. Oh, that, it, it ruined his career. Yeah. Now he was also just he was too tall. He was too he, tall. He, he ran very upright. He did. Well he was six two, right? Wasn't he like a big runner? But, run but back? you, you gotta get low. I think if I want to tell you Forte was that tall, he got a little lower. Mm-hmm. You gotta get a little lower. Darren McFadden was one who I thought was just gonna be a a, a, a Hall of Fame type running back. But you can tell John's in Raider mode, bringing up old random Darren. <laughs> well, he's McFadden. a cowboy too now. Razorback. Yeah, he's a Razorback cowboy Raider. Maybe he'll be at the uh, the Autos on Liberty Bowl. He'll make an appearance. I'd love to meet Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden was a beast. You tell him thank you for your service. Uh, I don't know if I'd thank him. I'd say, bro, you were a beast. They say thank you. I was for a short time. For a very short time, he was no doubt. I think as a rookie, maybe, and then that was it. Was kind of all downhill from there for him. Uh, we'll come back. Drew Hill's going to join us. We'll talk to him about the Grizzlies race, Desmond Baines injury, uh, all that and more on the other side. Stick around. Jason and John, 99 FM, ESPN. Start NFL Week 14 off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or if you've already got an account. You're going to get three bets back if your Thursday night same-game parlay doesn't hit. NFL same-game parlay is the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. You've got Raiders and Rams tonight. Raiders looking for a... Fourth straight win, John Martin's giddy. Josh Jacobs going to go over on the rushing yards. He's been rolling. Derek Carr over, under, on the passing yards. How about Devontae Adams for an anytime touchdown in this one? Remember, Allen Robinson on IR. He will not be out there tonight for the Rams. You can build your own uh, like that or choose from one of the popular SGPs that are pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Those pre-built SGPs, great way for beginners uh, to learn about the same game parlays. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL on Thursday night with a no-sweat same game parlay. Just sign up with the promo code again, Smith. If you don't already have an account, if you've got an account, you're all set. Just sign on in. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and of 929 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Three-plus legs. Minimum dollar bet required. Refund issued. Is now withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet five bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. I'm Chelsea Messenger helping you beat the books with BetQL. When bad teams face off on Thursday night football, it could be time to look towards a player prop. Rams rookie running back Kyron Williams saw his carries fall from 11 in Week 12 to just 3 in Week 13 with the reemergence of Cam Akers. With Akers back on the field and getting nearly 75% of the snaps, tonight's BetQL five-star best bet is to take the under on Kyron Williams' rushing yards on Thursday night football. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Drew Hill! Drewski! Covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian, occasional fill-in host here at 92.9, has a piece up today at the Daily Memphian. Says America should not have done the deal for Brittany Griner. <laughs> Joins us now. What's up, Drew? You warned me ahead of time that you were going to make up some BS. But look, <laughs> look, here's the truth. Alabama plays Memphis next week. Yes. And I knew... Coming into this show today. This is, what, this is why I showed up in person. Okay. okay? With your Al- Alabama jacket on. Your, that, your letterman. That you were going to villainize me. You were going to paint me as the bad guy. Yes, that's right. You were going to turn me against the beautiful people of Memphis, a city that I love very much. America, actually. And you were going to try to make me into the villain. That's right. And you know what? That's fine, because Alabama coming on Tuesday, and we're going to kick some Tigers' ass. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. It's Somebody happening, baby. Real He's feeling good. He's feeling really good. In that all-white jacket. And you know what? If it doesn't happen, I just come in here and say sorry like John does about the Raiders, or and the Titans, I should that, say, every single Sunday. That so, is fair. I mean, that's that is very fair. There you go. I stopped, I stopped uh, projecting the Titans' downfall for that very reason. Why? Because you got tired of saying I'm sorry? I did. You know? It was happening a lot. It was. I, I got fatigue. I got apology fatigue. There's only so many times you can say I'm sorry, right, before you're just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go here anymore. I'm going to learn my lesson. I'm, you can only hit me on the nose of the newspaper so much before I like, hey, the Titans are just going to do what they do unless they play like a good team, right? Well, here's the thing. You were asking me about the Alabama-LSU game. You were mad at me. I wasn't confident about the Tide. That's right. You were Came not. in. This is different. I had to hear it, the, you know, the last this time. This is what I expected. Now I got the number eight team in the country right now, Alabama yeah. basketball, against the mighty Memphis Tigers, who are just coming off you of wins to, against. You didn't have to add the mighty in there. Against uh, North Alabama and That's whoever else they recently just played. And so it was Little uh, Rock. You know what, Little Rock, former That's NBA right. player Daryl Walker. I like Little this Drew. Rock. I like this Drew. And I so do. here we are in studio talking some ish. And I just want to hear. Uh, I want to hear you tell me that the Tigers are going to win. I I cannot do that. I cannot. I can tell you this. 
I can tell you that they'll beat your rival. I believe that. I would like for – here's the ideal scenario because Alabama also plays Houston this weekend at Houston. Yep. I don't think they're going to win that game, obviously. Yeah. Alabama comes in mad because they just lost to Houston on the road. Uh, the best team in the American Athletic Conference. Because Houston, like like you guys owe Memphis, Houston owes you guys, correct? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and Memphis goes to Atlanta. They take care of business against Auburn this weekend. That'd be fantastic. Cheering for Penny and the guys there. Yep. They're feeling real good about themselves coming into Tuscaloosa. And uh, Nate Nate Oates gets it done. No, I'll be I'll be totally like candid. I have said from pretty much go that. They're not beating Alabama there. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see a path to that because it's just a Alabama's awesome. B you beat them by pretty damn good last year, and they are going to be there. There's going to be no lack of focus for Memphis when they come in, and plus Memphis is actually pretty good, so it's not even a thing where you might take them lightly. It's just like all of the things are, and they may be coming off a loss. I don't know, you know. They probably will be. It's most likely they'll be coming up. So, you know, I, I do think, however, Auburn is your is the Tigers' opportunity. We're going to have a real conversation about that. Auburn can score 80 or 43. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? We saw that earlier this year. Like, they have have really struggled. And, and Bruce, you know, yeah. did not respond to a, a request to come on the show. He typically does. He, he denied you He guys. did not. So, I think he's, he's feeling the, you know, the heat here of the, of the magnitude of the game. Bruce is always happy to come on the show. He came on last time they played, which Have was like you guys a, had Rick Barnes on yet? No, never. He would he would not deny you. He'd come on, but why don't want Rick Barnes on, on the show? Have well, we I'm just had, curious. Like, you're, you're Barnes, just, right? This is how you have the relationship with Bruce or whatever to text him, right? Because he, he was a Tennessee. Yeah, coach. yeah. No, I, I, I don't know if it was from there. I think no. I don't, I don't think I really knew Bruce until he got to Auburn. So, because oh, well. I don't I don't remember how you know you know, you have mutual connections or whatever. But that's just the thing is like. You know, Bruce is he I think he knows the score here. He knows what this weekend might be. Yeah. So Well here's a here, genuinely like nice jacket though. Putting, that is a nice that's the, a really uh, nice jacket. Clean. I, see, I I like this side of you because you're I mean you're an Alabama alum. You guys are the the standard. You know, you should you should walk with that arrogance like Dion has at Colorado but has not deserved has not earned. You have earned it. I, I have not had anything to do with the athletic programs at the university, but sure, I did attend. I, you know, I attended. I got you my paid student there. fees, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, I mean, did. you know, you contributed. You had a shovel. Sure, that's fine. Uh, as far as the bat, like Alabama's real basketball team goes, I think they are pretty good. I don't know how good they are. Like they, they beat North Carolina. North Carolina's lost Struggling. a few teams now. They beat Michigan State. Michigan State had a couple guys missing in that game. I mean, they've looked good. Brandon Miller is awesome. Like that guy's going to yes, be a top is. ten pick in the draft, and yes, I don't know who's going to match up with him on Memphis. That's that's going to be one of the interesting matchups of the game. But um, yeah, I think Memphis will actually be a decent test. I think Alabama's just the better team, though. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, so I, I can't push back. If you're an Auburn fan, I'd push back. But you're an Alabama fan, so I can't really. I'm not going to put up much of a fight there for you here. Um, all right, on to the Memphis Grizzlies, which is. When you're not writing columns about Brittany Griner, that is who you typically do cover. Um, professional win last night by them. Yeah. And and the conversation that we had today, and I think it's probably the one that's being had around you know Memphis, is, okay, just how far can this thing go? One seed. Um, how realistic should that conversation be? It's 100% realistic. Uh, this is something that I said on Tuesday after the Miami win. 
I got on there with Chris because on Monday my my newsletter for the Daily Memphian was about like if you look at the schedule this December, like yeah, you just beat OKC. Your next game's against uh, Detroit, which is very winnable. You get two days rest before the Atlanta game, two days rest before the Milwaukee game. Uh, you have two days rest before uh, the Suns game and the Nuggets games later on in the month. Yep, like, you're playing a ton of home games. You're an awesome team at home. Like th- now is the time for these guys to take off and reach that number one seed and be and finish the month first in the West. And they recognize it too. Like Dylan said it. I feel like we're about to rack up some wins. Josh said it uh, yesterday morning before the game. He said uh, it feels like we're we've hit our stride where we're feeling like. When we were at our best last year, that's how we're playing right now. Um, and I 100%. Like, I've been sipping the Kool-Aid now for probably a whole week thinking this team has a really good chance of finishing first in the West. And you want to go look at computer models. You want to use your eyeballs. Like, yep. no matter where you go, this team, it sort of suggests that they have the talent, they have the players to get it done and finish with the best record in the Western Conference. Are they the Celtics? I don't know. Are they the, the Bucks? I think those two teams are pretty elite at yep. this point. Yep. But they're definitely good enough to win their conference for sure. It's almost to the point they're playing so well that, that the news yesterday that you get the yes is disappointing that Desmond Bain, you know, it could be three to four weeks before he's back. It's not the dampener it feels like it could have been because of the way they're playing. What what have they figured out without him? They started one and five without him. They're now seven and six without him. What what's been the biggest key to being successful now without Desmond Bain because they'll need to continue to be. Honestly, I just think it's making shots. I, I know that's kind of like simple for an answer, but like when John Conchar and Santi Aldama are in the lineup and they're making threes, they're going to win games without Desmond Bain. What you're losing more than anything from Desmond Bain is two things, like the three-point shooting one, mm-hmm. very obviously because I think they're averaging like four more three-pointers per game when Des plays, so. Obviously, he's a huge boost there. He's also your best playmaker with the second unit. Yep. But as long as you have Jaron available and as long as you have this version of Dylan Brooks that isn't overly aggressive when he has other players to defer to um, in the lineup, I'm not talking about these games where nobody else plays. Then he's just get, getting shots up at will. But when he's playing at his you know, uh, best level offensively, when you have those two things uh, and you have players that can replace that, whether it be John getting shots up, Santi getting shots up, and then in the second unit, being able to throw the ball down to Jaron and score and having some sort of offensive presence when Ja is not on the court. Mm-hmm. like that, Those are the two things you need when Desmond is not there, and they've just gotten better at it every game as they've gone along. Um, and, the, yeah, there's going to be a couple games where they just don't shoot well because John is not as consistent of a shooter and Santi and Roddy and – all those guys, they, they just don't shoot it as, as consistently as Desmond Bain. But for the most part, you're going to be in every game because Ja is so elite offensively. And what Jaron and, D- and Dylan bring you defensively, like you've got a chance. So they'll be in every single game. Was the timeline for Desmond Bain expected? Like, is that, was, that, was that jiving with what you were hearing? Is this a setback? Like, how do you characterize it? Um, I no, I wouldn't call it a setback. I think it was somewhat jiving with what I was hearing. Um, the if is a little scary in that right. injury update. Right. You know, it it if always it is. Responds it well. always is. Yeah, that's um, true. Because you don't know what could be on the other side of that if. And I know Chris Harrington was on Jeff's show this morning saying, like, if that's surgery, that's obviously not good. Yep. Um, so that is a very big if. I will say 
I do get the sense that a lot of people around the organization are pretty confident that, I mean, and obviously this is early if he still has three more weeks to go and he hasn't even really started ramping up with anything serious yet. Right. But they seem to think that he's going to be back after this break. Uh Like, he will be back, that it's not going to be the worst-case scenario. Maybe that's just optimistic thinking. Maybe I'm reading the room wrong, but that's the sense that I've gotten so far is that it's going to be these these three to four weeks, and then he should be back. Um, and you'll take that if you're the Grizzlies. Yeah. We were just talking about it. Like You have a chance in every game because you got number 12 on your team, yep. and you got a great defense because of Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson. So uh, you just take it. We're talking to Drew Hill, who is in the building, proudly wearing his. How many of those uh, Alabama Letterman jackets do you own, like those kinds this, of so jackets? Let me tell you about this jacket, John. It was ordered. <laughs> it was ordered before this basketball season. Oh, okay. It is an, e- yeah, it it is an eBay purchase. All right. This is a game worn. I, I can tell. Alabama warm up yeah. jacket. Oh wow! That so you you wore this intentionally? Oh yeah, no. like a statement. Of course, you you were you were coming here to send a message. This is not something I'm wearing on a weekly basis, like the the Raiders gear that right. you wear every uh, single day. Daily, yeah, yeah. No, I I I admire that. Actually, this is a special occasion, Jack. Well, I, I do. I think it's the year for that, man. It's it's perfect. You know, is so that's a. Do you know who it was worn by? So I, I did a little bit of research, but I haven't actually figured it out yet. Yeah. I don't. I can't figure out the year, but I know the number that the player wore. It was number four. Okay. It's written on the tag on the inside. Wow. So I've got to figure out what year this jacket they I mean, wore. It, these it, it, it looks, Jason, right? Like relatively modern, right? I mean, it's it's got to be in the last fifteen years. I, th- I was thinking like two thousands. Yeah. Like two thousand eight. Oh, yeah. Nine. Yeah. yeah. No. I. I. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's probably a, a, a walk-on. Probably. I don't know. It, it's Could a, be. We got to. We, we do have. We do have to uh, to figure that out. What one. one interesting piece of, of the Grizzly story here in the puzzle is that you know we always sort of focus on our trade deadlines in February last year this year it's going to come up again Grizzlies have a lot of decisions to make and there's always sort of been this dangling of a carrot like big move big moves cash in all your all your assets but you know the more and more we see them and the more and more we watch them do they need to do it do they do they do they really have to make a big move? Like, is there a big move to be made? Like, the more I see them, the less I feel like there is. Maybe I'm no. naive here. No, I'm with you. I No, I don't think so. I mean, it's inter- you, you brought up, like, the trade deadline thing because I was thinking going into the season that the most interesting thing at the trade de- deadline is going to be Dylan Brooks. Absolutely. Right? He's not. He doesn't have an extension done. He's going to go into free agents. He's going to go into the offseason as a free agent. Like, is he going to be either – so good that you know you're not going to be able to re-sign him and you have to trade him if you want to get anything back? Yep. Or do you, are you forced to hold on to him even though you know he's probably going to walk? Absolutely. Is he going to not be very good and you can make a trade that way? I think he's kind of hit this sweet spot now where you're going to have to pay him. Like mm-hmm. you, he is, He's too important to what you do defensively. There is too much synergy and connection between him and Jaron on the defensive end that – I, I I predicted before the season would start started on uh on our podcast that I didn't think he'd be a Grizzly next year. Right. And I've totally done a one eighty. Like yeah. I think he will be yep. in a Grizzlies uniform next season and the Grizzlies will do what it takes to get a deal done because he's just too important to their defense. Um so that was like the trade deadline story that I'm looking at. But as far as your question, no, I don't think that they need to make a move. Like 
We just talked about it. You could finish first in the West. There's a good chance you could be uh, in the finals. I think 538, I was looking at it this morning, gave the Grizzlies like close to a 20% chance of being in the finals. I mean, that's absurd. Or it may have been to win the finals. I don't, I'd have to double-check to really know. Either one. But, like, you will take that coming into the season. You'll take that at this point in the season. i I, I got to believe it was to make the finals, not to win the finals. 20% to win the finals is kind of, like, insanely high. The Celtics at this point is, like, 37%. Well, yeah. I mean, they're far and away the best team in the NBA. Yeah. They have everything. Is Rob Williams playing for them yet? No. <laughs> no, not yet. So that's, that was actually a point that I brought up is, like, the Celtics are still rolling without their top. Yeah, they're not fully four. healthy. And Rob Williams and they're still is a rolling. Maker. The Grizzlies are now at a point where you sort of expect that they could win every game. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, and, and so why not? Like, I could totally see that as a finals matchup. Oh, man. And, you know, I was just saying with Jason, like, but we were a year too early last year, you know? Like, because we, we, would, we would have Jay Williams on the show weekly, and, like, Jay Williams was, you know, he was getting on to us because we weren't necessarily, like, all in on – finals you know and 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 and, you know if something breaks differently if Jada's get hurt could they have you know maybe done it possibly but now it feels like all right the now it feels like it's in the crosshairs things are sort of lining up you get you get Desmond Bain back you've you've identified some some depth pieces here you know you've done a pretty good job um and now it feels like the time where you can credibly have that conversation and it and it not feel premature. Well, think about where this team could be when David Roddy is your 11th man. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Instead of the first guy off the bench every time Dylan Brooks is in foul trouble. No, it's a, it's a little bit like the start of last season when Zaire had to start for Dylan, you know? And by the time Dylan came back, Zaire had, had earned those reps and he was contributing in the playoffs. You know, he was making shots in the playoffs – because he had built up that experience, and, and, and he probably wouldn't otherwise have done that. So it is always a net benefit in the end, as long as that player does indeed return. I did pull up the 538 numbers we were just talking about. So projected record 53-29, and 29, 98% chance of making the playoffs, yep. 28% chance of making the finals, 12% chance of winning the 28% NBA chance of making the NBA finals, bro. That is crazy. And this is like this is not a BS. No, no, no. I mean that's analytical, you know. This is five thirty eight was predicting the Celtics to go to the finals last season while the Celtics were struggling, and everybody was like, well, "That doesn't make any sense." And then they ended up making the NBA twenty eight. Like that is a huge number. Mm-hmm. That is a huge. That's like three out of ten times going to the finals, basically. Yeah. Like that. Like. I I can't imagine that the Grizzlies no, have ever is, had a had a, even when they were in the Western Conference Finals they probably didn't have a thirty percent chance. Now is not the time to hold back your emotions for the Memphis Grizzlies if you're a Grizzlies fan. I, I this agree. team has as good of chance as anybody going to the finals this season. Better than most. You know the yes. other uh, young guy who could contribute in the playoffs because he's getting minutes uh, is your boy Santi. Yeah, no. Now I you were high on him coming in. Has mm-hmm. has your perception of him even had to change just because of base? Mine has. I'm looking at him as a possible starting power forward yeah. in this league. No, you know, at some point, I he's been amazing. It makes me happy that Santi hit, proved me right. Yeah, the Santi you, you takes. were high on. It. I got to give Look, you the credit. I, I th- those Santi takes though were rooted in what I had heard. It wasn't rooted in my own eyeballs. Like I'm not like some sort of master basketball evaluator or anything, but. Yeah, the, the, their excitement for him in the offseason appears like it was valid uh, and rooted in some good stuff. And it 
so easy to forget that that guy is 21 years old. Yep. Like, he's going to be 22 on January the 10th. He has so much further he can go. Like, he's just going to become a better shooter. And he pulls out these moves and these things that you just don't expect. Behind the back passes. He's the going bottom. to the hole. The the rainbow threes. The three the, where he catches it up high and <laughs> keeps incredible. it up there. I've never seen that it's before. It's incredible. It's it, it's truly awesome. Like, I I don't think I have uh, I've seen a big guy do that at this point. And it's funny, too. Like, the people that he models his game after are, like, all Spanish players. Like Fernandez. He's got, yeah, Rudy Fernandez. Oh, Rudy. And now he's got the uh, the backwards dunk as his signature. And what do, what do you guys think of the Santi clause? Is that No, it's Slim Spain. That's, Slim, that's you, you like Slim Spain, though? Yeah, we, I think we, even Pete's adopted yeah, we, that now. Uh, Everybody's saying We've uh, outlawed. We've always, we, we cannot stand Santi I mean, Claus. It, a, I mean, that's you, seasonal, number one. A, it's like, seasonal. So you're, it's a limited nickname. February. Right. B, um, it's lame. I mean, there's and it pays lame. homage to Mark, and it's perfect. He's and yeah. now he's it's, he's like he's earning it. Like as skilled as he is, like, I like Slim Spain. It's the one. Well, I mean, okay, let's it's like the ha- one. let's let's hash this out. What makes him what makes him comparable to Santa Claus? Well, he's it's literally be. just the name. It's a I mean, play it's like a, I mean, I mean, that's a, it's like okay. So if I'm gonna give see, you see, if I answer that question, it just sounds so corny. I right. can't do it. Well, that's he, why you don't want to go gives. there. He gives. He gives gifts. He's got a. He's in his bag. <laughs> I mean, nah, man. I mean, that's a decent line. That's a good line. Did y'all see? That's did y'all see? You could probably do. Yeah. Did, did y'all see the Christmas tree ornament I tweeted out? I did. Brevin Knight. Yeah. Brevin. Yeah. Him that staring so at those good. three officials was awesome. Oh my god, that was amazing. Yeah. No, Brevin it, is one of the funniest dudes ever. You guys should see, like, the stuff he says when the microphone goes off has us crying, laughing down there. It's yeah. just so funny. He knows every single one of the officials. All the officials are always checking in with him. Uh, you know, he's talking to Kyle Lowry. At halftime of that heat game about golf, I mean, he's just the everybody loves Brevin. No so doubt, that was hilarious when he got that. Who in the West is most likely to, you know, if we just sort of presume that the Grizzlies are going to, you know, be in contention for the one, who is most likely to to be right there with them? Is it the Suns? Is it the Pelicans? Is it somebody else? Maybe the Nuggets? I think it's the Suns. I think most people would tell you it's the Suns or the Nuggets. Um, the Pelicans are weird. I, I was listening to you on the way in, and I know you're high on them. Oh, really the green. Yeah. I, the thing is, they've been super dominant against, like, the middle-tier teams, and some of the, the better teams have handled them. So mm, I done uh, are yet. they going to be a middle-tier team at the end of the year? Like, you've got to beat some of those elite teams to be one of the elite teams. Um, and then the Nuggets are weird because the Nuggets have played the easiest schedule in the NBA by far. They yep. haven't played anybody yet. Um, their January is super tough. So I don't know what to make of the Nuggets at this point. I, I caught some of that Mavericks-Nuggets game the other night. The Mavs got them. Um, and so I, I do think Phoenix Phoenix will push Memphis. Like it, it, Right now, if I were to predict, I would say it's probably a two-team race between the Suns and the, uh, the Grizzlies. It's interesting that you frame it that, that way because I bet if like we were listening to Phoenix radio, they'd be saying the Grizzlies will push Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like – they're probably looking at it like the totally inverse way that we are. Right. They, no, you're probably they, right. They probably expect we'll be the one seed again, you know, and it'll be like one of these plucky upstart teams that are that are going to push us. But, you know. If they finish one in the West, are we looking at a year where Jai's third or fourth in terms of MVP voting? Yeah. Or, no, I think you are. I think you – I mean – Jason Tatum, right, because of where Boston is, yeah. what he's doing. He, he's going to be the MVP. He's going to have but, to play that – 
at that level to get them to the number one seed, especially. Well, and, and, if, and if they do, he'll be the no, he'll be the he'll be the. MVP. But that's why I said third yeah. or fourth yeah. in terms of for Ja, he's really going to be in that conversation though. If we're talking number right. one seed in the West, yeah. No, I think I think you're right. Like I think if if the Grizzlies, the team success does matter. Mm-hmm. At some point, like I voted for Jokic last year, but at some point, people are going to stop voting for him because his analytical numbers are so good. And when you've got, if you if you were to have the Grizzlies as the one seed and the Celtics as the one seed, it's Celtics best team in the NBA, and Jason Tatum's the best player on the Celtics, he'll he will win the MVP. Yes. But at some point, if you're gonna give that sort of recognition to Jason Tatum, then you also have to look at John what he's done exactly. Um, and he, yeah, I think that that'll probably boost him up into the top. Three, it's just crazy. Four, like I'm just gonna MVP take voting. I'm just gonna take the odds here from 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 uh, your sponsor here, Jason Fanduel. Ja is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth, ninth in terms of the odds um, to win MVP. Taylor Jenkins, I think, is like fifth I think it's or disrespectful sixth how low to, he and to Taylor win Jenkins coach of the are. year. Like I, the, they have they have the Grizzlies at win total at forty eight and a half. Like, see that to me is too low. I, I yeah, I, I just, just slow, it's just slow I, moving. I feel like right they're being undervalued. I think like the Grizzlies as a, as an entirety are being really undervalued. Here. I don't think that they have to worry about lots of money coming in on the Grizzlies from places outside of Memphis, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying though, like if I, 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 there seems to be a disconnect between what the Grizzlies are doing, which is half game back of first in the West without their full complement of players. There seems to be a disconnect between what they're actually doing and what the market thinks about them, which is very strange. They'll catch up because the Detroit the- Lions suck. And they're favored by two and a half this weekend against the Minnesota Vikings. You know what I'm saying? Like they're under 500. Yeah. It's like, why is the market so it's different? Bearish on the Grizzlies. It's different because, first of all, the NFL is so insanely popular, and like I, I'm sure the money that gets bet on an NFL weekend just swamps whatever is getting bet on NBA futures at any given time. Very true. Um, very true. And and it's still. December. You it's have, very early. You have way more casual fans that are sitting there watching Red Zone on their couch thinking, oh, the Lions might be pretty good. I'm going to bet on the Lions this right, week. Right, right, right. And, like, these books aren't taking big numbers on the Grizzlies to win the West. No, you're right. You know? Like, well, I, I, I feel obligated. I do. I feel obligated. Just based on just based on the probabilities here, based on where they are, based on what they're doing without their full team, like, why not? I, I feel like that's a stab at the, in the dark you really have to, to take. So you're going to take Jada win the MVP? I don't know if I, I – no, because mm-hmm. I don't think he can win. But I, I do think Taylor Jenkins' coach of the year is worth a flyer, and I do think over Grizzlies' win total is definitely worth a flyer. I think that's hitting, 40, over 48.5. And then Grizzlies to win the West at, like, plus 850. I think these are all really smart bets. Man, I'm, not, I'm not guaranteeing they all hit, but, like, I, it's all about what are you what kind of value are you getting. The Grizzlies are a half game back of, of freaking one. Yeah. What are we talking about? We also just talked – about five thirty eight, like they project him at fifty three wins. <laughs> that that's five win that too. I don't that's know. A, that's a big gap. Um, I do think we have potentially, because I've been looking up, I've been looking this up while we've been on the on on the air. I do think we have potentially identified who that jacket belonged to. You said number four, right? Yeah. What about Brandon Hollinger? Brandon Hollinger. I did see that. I, I I was aware, but the, he was not the only player to wear number four. He was just can't he, find any he pictures of anybody the, in but, the jacket. But the other guy was seven one, you know, who around the two thousand ten two thousand twelve. Okay, so that's not a seven one man's jacket. 
But we don't know when this jacket is from, 2010, 2010. I know, but I mean, we, we're just guessing. No, we're, I mean, we're just sort of using deductive reasoning here. That's not going to be a 1995 jacket. It's in too good a condition, you know? Is it not? You're probably right. I mean, has, has Alabama always been a Nike school? Yeah. Okay, so there's no, like, other, there's no brand switch. They weren't, like, Adidas no. back in the 80s or something not, like that. Not that I, I wasn't alive in the 80s. How tall are you, 6'3"? So. I'm 6'1". Six 6'1"? One. Six one? Okay, like, that's... 5'11", 6 because Brand Hollinger was listed at 5'11". That's, you that know. be right. I think, what, a, what a sleuth. I think we figured it out. He was there from uh, 2005 to 2009. That could be it. I think that's Maybe Brent I Hollinger's find jacket. Him. Maybe I could find him on what, social media. Do you think media. it was him that was selling it? Had to be, right? No, it was like a shop. It was like a eBay shop that had a bunch of sports stuff. Got it. Somebody went to the thrift store, got this jacket, and sold it on the internet. I'm sure. I mean, we could find what Alabama warm-ups looked like in 2006. Are we sure? I think so. I've done some research here, and I didn't find anything. Maybe you're just... I think that's the, I think that's the most likely. The, I think that's the most likely guy here. Brandon Hollinger's jacket here. One more thing. Drew, are you going to be there to chronicle that first jaw signature shoe commercial? Because do you realize this is the beginning of something that's going to be... You know that. You know that. This is going to be huge, bro. It might not surpass Penny, but... Yeah. The start of this campaign, this campaign period, is going to be worldwide by the time it's done. I don't know if I will be there or not. I don't know if that's something I hope I, you can get I access. Can. That'd be great. Because they they've, they've done a casting call, right? I'm, yeah, maybe yeah, find out where it is and get you call. in there, man. Um, we need you there to write that feature. Yeah, although if there's images and stuff. I know they won't let see. you put anything out. <laughs> you know, that, that, might, that might be tough. But, no, I mean, obviously it's really cool. This is something that we knew about. Over the summer when Soul Retriever put it out, that which is like a huge sneaker site, that it was happening. And we all kind of, at that time even, we were like, all right, well, that of course, that makes sense. And that was whispered around town for a long time. Same way, Job potentially wanting to have an AAU team with Nike also was whispered around for a while. Um, and, and so... Obviously, that's really cool. We saw that he was there at the Nike World headquarters because they were posting it all over social media. So it all lined up, and it made a ton of sense. Um, and that's huge, awesome. Brother. Like I'm, I mean, just the sheer numbers of the people that read the stories about John ja Signature Shoes suggest yeah. to you yeah. that that will be a hugely oh, successful. No, it, operation. Every Memphian Massive. will have one, you know, a pair. Yeah, because he's gonna, you know, they're gonna be affordable. Because they're they're replacing Kyrie's, so if that's kind of where they are in the in the Nike chain, yep. I mean most Nike shoes are pretty affordable. You know, like even the only one that's like I would say pretty expensive is LeBron. Yeah, it's crazy. What are those? Like 200? two two hundred a pop. Two hundred. I I like shoes. Man, like right? I have sneakers, but I don't play hoops anymore. Right. So Luke, even Luca's like Luca's got a signature shoe now that is uh, Jordan Brand. Yeah, Jordan Brand, but it's pretty cheap, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.